Good morning. Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022. Yesterday, I shared a message with my family. So I just want you to listen in. Well, I praise the Lord. I'm not feeling that great today, but I praise God for a reasonable portion of health. But uh, as I was thinking, and Del told me last week she visited Marlene after she fell and found out she fractured her nose. And they were singing, there's a leak in this old building, and my soul got to move. And I said, mm, thank God we got a building not made by hands in the heavens. But I was thinking about that today, and also my girlfriend lost her. Her one of her one of the two boys that were killed on Ogons Avenue was her cousin, and it's the second young man in her family that I killed within a year, 20, both 20 years old. And I said, Lord, what is going on? And she said her family has never experienced, never had experienced anything like this. So I just he's loose, and I said, Lord, now all we can do is live till the Lord calls us home. He told us to occupy. So, but how we live is is up to us. So. You know, we know these old bodies are rich in exploration, but I wanted to just talk a little bit about this world reaching this expiration date. Because, you know, this too is all going to pass away. So I was thinking about how some people are anesthetized almost now that they, they can't even discern what's going on. They don't, they, they, they don't literally believe that we're living in the last days, you know, because the, the, the Bible says, Jesus says, it's the beginning of sorrow or birth pains. In Matthew 24, 8. So when we watch the news and we hear these atrocities, like the killings of the 19 children and two teachers in, in uh, down in Texas, Evaldo, Texas, and the killing of the 10 people in Buffalo in the grocery store, does that really cause us to become weak in the knees that we fall and pray and cry out to God? Or are we so used to hearing our young black boys and girls, young women being senselessly shot down every day in our streets? We are just not phased about all these mass killings that are happening all the time. So if we are become so empathetic, apathetic about these things, these motives, are we lacking compassion or we feel helpless that there's nothing that we can do? Well, how can we change it? What can be done? What can be done to address the world's current problems? So. I just started thinking about it, and I said, why are people driven to violence and all these unpredictable behaviors? You know, and many people lack basic needs, and they have little emotional stability, but that's not no excuse. It may help us understand it a little better, but most of the world is not even looking for God's answer. What is the answer? They, they're so busy in their self, you know, I guess appeasing and, and uh, trying to you know, just to placate themselves with peace, finding uh, things in, in stocks and riches and material items and drugs and booze and women and, you know, who knows what they're looking for. But people know that that is not going to last. Everything's going to come up short in the end. Only Jesus can solve the problem for the world today. So there's a lot of teaching out there. I was hearing, you know, people talking about Creflo and all these different things that spreading all these different doctrines and all this opinionated rhetoric that's going out in place of the word of God. And it's sad that some people of faith are actually being bamboozled and they believe this nonsense. They just, you know, it's not the unadulterated word of God. That, that, and so if we got that going on in the church, with all the things that's going on in the world, we're truly living in perilous times. And, and Timothy says in 3.7, he says, ever learning and never able to come to the truth. So today, 
I just want to remind you, despite all this proliferation of fake news, despite the political mockery of sacred foundations, the blatant hypocrisy of the evangelical church, and the pointless efforts to find happiness in this world, we can stand strong in faith as believers through these perilous times. And Timothy says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times will come. But 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor in, in the Lord is not in vain. And Marlene, that's her song. If I can help somebody, my living should not be in vain. So the Bible it makes it plain that in the last days, the world will be filled with difficult times. There's something that's going to happen. The likes of what we have never been seen before in the history of humankind. We, we hear our parents and some of our older relatives, you say, in all my days, I never. Now we can say, in all our days, we have never seen the likes of what we are seeing right now. No, Senseless no. mass shootings, pure evil running roughshod all over the world, blatant sin, immoral lifestyles, perverted mindsets. Everything is just being accepted as normal. The no. pandemic is still running rampant. The wrong is being upheld as right. Right is treated as a criminal. And now we got this cancel culture that makes it so a person, if a person doesn't agree with a certain ideal or standard, they treat it like a hate monger. And criticize and push aside. We see it every day on top of it. People have become the judge, jury, and they want to get a sentence. But the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, intended for us to be fully aware, understand what we will face in the last days. And Timothy is letting us know. It's like God is pointing prophetic finger into the future and letting us know that this is going to happen. Show sure you born. We're going to have some perilous times. But can we stand strong when we see these things happening? So if you look at that perilous, and I did a little work. I was in the bed today, and I was just reading, and I started looking at the different words. And it talks about this know also. God is letting us know. That Greek word, kenosko, it's a word yes. that means it right now. No, in this present time, it's a present, current verb, present verb. Play close attention. This is something I want you to recognize. You can't, this is not passive. He ain't talking about what you knew before. He's, I want you to know this now. So that you will understand what is going on. Then he said, in the last days. Now, you know, this is a word in Greek, eschatos. And eschatology is the theology of final events in the history of the world and humankind. The last final days. Eschatos, it points to the end, the end of a thing. So we're looking at something that's coming that's going to be final, the last days. It informs us and calls us to what is going on in the world, what is happening right now. And then the third thing you can notice in that first verse, it says perilous times. It's talking about an age, perilous times. How many days? How long is that? Peter said a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. How has history defined an age? And when will this age be over? The Bible says no man knows the day or the hour when these things will be fulfilled. So here's the word in Matthew 8, 28. There were two demon-possessed men who were known in the country of the Gandarines. And it says, and when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gandarines, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no man might pass that way. The words exceedingly fierce is the word calipos. 
This means two demon-possessed men were like wild, vicious, uncontrollable animals, completely unpredictable and dangerous. Simply being in this vicinity, these men placed a person's life in jeopardy because these demonized men were harsh, they were harmful, they were dangerous, deadly, and unpredictable. Now, when you read 2 Timothy 3, 1 again like this, it says, without a doubt, you need to know and understand that in the last days, the generation that is living during this period of time is going to be hurtful, harmful, dangerous, unpredictable, uncontrollable, high-risk periods of time will surely come. Now, this is, read this, listen to this in the Message Bible like Del was just reading. Don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderous, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust, and allergic to God. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're like animals. Stay clear of these people. When we think about all the events that have shaken us today in the world, we shouldn't be shocked to hear what Timothy is saying in 2 Timothy 3 and 1. Dangerous, harmful, deadly people have, and at times have arrived. Demons are walking the earth. Ah, glory to God. They're walking the earth. We're living in a generation that, I'm going to tell you, is more wicked than maybe since the days of Noah. But we don't understand. We're not supposed to be afraid. It was a prophetic warning given to us to prepare us so we could live according to God's purpose. We are the children of the Most High God, and we can be spiritually alert and ready to minister to people who suffer as a harm of all the stuff that's going on. See, and, and, and know that they are lost without Christ. So remember that picture of that movie we saw, the 300 Spartans? I think we saw it one time in life, and it was 300 Spartans almost against a million Persians. But they oh, were yeah. determined they were going to turn out. They were going to stand strong. So they dug their heels in the sand, and they stood strong. And some people said, well, I think all of them died. But the point was 300 stood up against one million soldiers. See? So in the first of diversity... In the face of defeat, we have to stand. We might eventually go down, but you can't go down without a fight. So 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable. Always abound in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain. So in these perilous times, we got to make sure we're wise, protecting our minds and our hearts, our families, renewing our minds with the word of God. We can't hide in fear. We can't be deterred by what's happening in society and what they say is popular, worried about the culture. We can't have to stand strong on the doctrines of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. See, we can't be wavering in our faith. We know God gave us a standard, and we are called to the ministry of reconciliation to lead those who suffered harm and those that are lost during these perilous times. We have to bring them in right relationship with God. So I'm just finishing. I just wanted to say in the perilous times, we can stand strong if we put God first. Because when we seek God and all God's righteousness, he promised he, we would receive everything that we need. And we can, in perilous times, we can stand strong in faith if we preach Christ and repentance and we live holy. Because holiness, without holiness, no man can see God. And in perilous times, we can stand strong in faith because when we unite However, whenever we can, the Bible tells us to fail not to sum ourselves together 
as 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 you know, that's what we are, we are instructed to do. Because one can taste a thousand, and two can put two three thousand, can put ten thousand fright. And we can also stand strong in perilous times when we pray against the evil that is running rampant through this world. We rebuke the demons that are trying to run rush out all over the world. Because we know the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. And the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail much. So we need to stand strong through these perilous times because we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Because we know all things are possible if we just believe. We can stand strong in perilous times and be bold and confident because Jesus said he would never leave us or forsake us. And the last thing, we can stand strong through these perilous times in faith and do exploits knowing God is able to exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. So I just say to you, my family, my sisters, my daughter, that even though we're talking about gun control and all these things that concern us today, I can't understand why we even we need an assault rifle. The average American person needs an assault rifle and machine gun. I thought they were for weapons of war and soldiers were trained to kill or be killed. This, that, that Now it's become almost a constitutional right for us to own these weapons of mass destruction in a civilized society. You think about that. That means everybody can just walk around with a rifle if they want to and just start shooting up like they're doing. This is what they're doing. But the Bible tells us, Lord, had not the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And we can still say victory in Jesus, victory in Jesus. Because who can stand before us when we call on that great name? We are closer to the end than we've ever been before. It might be another thousand years. It might be a hundred years. Who knows? Nobody knows. And the accuser of the brethren is fighting harder than he ever was because he knows that his time is short and his mission is to take as many as he can to hell with him as possible. So the, st the name of this message that I didn't give is what is your status? Are you standing strong in faith? Are you staggering, exhausting in fear? Say it again. Are you standing strong in faith or are you staggering, exhausted in fear? Because we can, God wants to do a new thing in us. So we can stand in faith through these in fear, through these perilous times. Thank you so much. Remember to get in trouble, necessary trouble.